Hey everybody, welcome back to the second episode of Gen CEO. Like I said, moving forward, we will have a special guest on every episode. So on this first one, I'm excited to announce my good sis, Ashley Watkins. She's dear to my heart, but she takes us through her journey and her experience as being an up-and-coming entrepreneur. So I hope you guys enjoy it and learn a little bit more about her. Let's get it going. So how have you been um, coping with quarantining? Coping with quarantining has definitely been a struggle. Um, dealing with going through the grieving process of losing close friends and a few relatives um, has definitely put a damper on my motivation and just kind of like drive and willpower to really be productive. Mm-hmm. Um, and to kind of get out of that, I've just been really taking it a day at a time, um, allowing myself to kind of just experience my emotions and being okay with where I am in this space um, and still just doing little things like journaling, reading. Um, taking moments out of a day to just literally sit still and be in the moment with no distractions, no technology, no nothing. Yeah, I was going to ask you, so at times, are you giving yourself the okay to just not do nothing? Or are you putting the pressure on yourself and say, shit, I need to get out the bed today or I need to stop being lazy? Um, I definitely would say that it's been a it's been a debacle of both. It's I've had those days where I'm like, I want to get out. I want to, I want to go for a walk. I want to go work out. I want to get out of the bed. I want to be productive, but I'm not able to. And so I've learned now to just accept it for what it is. If I'm able to move and do what I need to do, then I'll go for it. When I have the energy and motivation, I'll give my all. When I don't, I take that moment. I'll, I'll watch Netflix all day. I'll be to myself in my room all day. I'll read all day. Kind of just whatever my emotions and mood is in that time, I'm allowing myself to have that. That's a, that's a real shit. Not, I've been, learning to to try to do that like not get so into myself when I'm just having a lazy day because it's like how much can you do how productive can you actually be and you can't neglect the feelings that you are feeling and that you're facing at that time you know what I'm saying because I feel like the people who say just work 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 that's not really a good thing to do my baby like you need to actually feel your emotions and sit in the moment, you know, and, and learn more about yourself. I understand people want to get their hustle on, but you need to learn more about yourself, get in tune with yourself. And if shit, okay, I'm sad today. I, I think it, to... Go ahead, go ahead. It comes apart with growing um, and recognizing that. I would say, um, I think back to 2016 when I lost six people in three months. Mm. I made it through that because I worked. And nonstop every single day. I did not take a break. I did not take time for myself. I did not grieve. Um, and I think that's kind of what I'm going through now. I can, I'm grieving all of my losses at once right now mm. because I've never been in a space to grieve before without having the distractions of life, without having to focus on school. I mean, I am in school, but it's virtual. So I have a little bit more leeway in time. I don't have to physically be present. I don't have to get dressed and put on my best face. I can be crying while I'm doing a homework assignment. Mm. I, you know, So it's definitely different. Um, and recognizing that I'm going through grieving and being able to say, hey, this is okay. This is a process you have to go through in order to heal. This is a process you have to go through in order for you to be your best self. And I'm taking the lessons that I learned from each of those individuals and people um, and, and shaping that into the way that I want to be represented and the way that I choose to show up in this world. So mm-hmm. it's, it's been a journey. That's, that's, that's deep. That's real deep. And I want to, I know we started off um, to a different track because of all of the stuff that's going on right here, but this is my good sis. Like my good sis, (laughs) we go way back. We met the first day at Western 
and it's been my dog ever since. Um, and of course, like any other friendship, uh, we've had some ups and downs, but not that shit that <laughs> we've, <been doing. laughs> we've, we've been honest with each other. We've been very transparent and we've had situations where somebody tell, caught themselves trying to tell them about the other person. They'd be like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You know exactly what I'm talking about, too. Um, so being able to see you at your lowest and at your highest, I'm really proud um, and to the woman that you've developed to be. So I wanted to talk a little bit about your journey with entrepreneurship. I want, to, I want you to dive into um, a few of the business entities that you have and that you're currently involved in right now. Um. Yes, thank you. It's definitely an honor to be here and to be able to share my story. Um, definitely been locked in for a long time now and just growing over the years have been a journey. I would say <clears throat> in 2016, I also started an organization with um, a person who is no longer here, um, Tanil McGee. We created Hush in 2016 and then we had a purpose and mission to be there for women. We didn't know, men and women, I should say. Um, we didn't necessarily have a vision, though. We just knew we wanted to do something. We knew we wanted to bring people together and to build unity. And we did just that. We, you know, we've had our ups and downs, but we always were able to communicate uh, and push through. And then we separated and did our own business adventures. <clears throat> and then in 2019... Um, I decided to rebrand it mm-hmm. and talk to her about it. And she kind of gave me the okay to go ahead and do my own thing. So I created a new uh, e-board, a whole new team. And now my current business partner business partner is Shiante Lyman. And we, re- we rebranded everything from scratch. It started with us sitting at her dining room table one day. Um, actually, a random person on Instagram DM'd me asking if I needed a logo to be made. And she encouraged me to get the Hush logo made. And at this time, I had no intentions to start Hushback. I was not in a mental space to do so. I didn't have people who I thought would be willing to actually help. Um, So I did it. We paid for it and let that sit there for a few months. I Mm -hmm. shared the logo with a few close friends. We talked about it. But in that moment, still had no no vision and purpose to start. Um, I would say this was right before... uh, Western's uh, fall week started, <clears throat> fall semester was getting ready to start. And I was actually having a conversation with my mentor and he asked me, if you had to make an impact in this world, what would you want it to be right now? And I said, hush. And in that moment, I called Shiante up, we text five people, we had our organization started. And in that same week, we had three different events. He plans for, um, to have a table at Bronco Bash which is a outdoor event that we have on campus with all of the organizations at school. We got a table there, walked around, had a sign-up sheet. We did a few more things and now here we are. Hmm. Now, now talk a little bit about uh, what HUSH stands for and, you know, the overall purpose for it. So HUSH stands for Her Untold Stories Heard. Our vision is to help women evolve through their truth, meaning to embrace the experiences that they have gone through in order for them to learn how to love themselves. Um, It starts at Western. We deal with age range of about 17 to 25 years old. That's great. That's so amazing. So for that organization, how did you know that 
um, that was aligned for you, for you to be a part of that, for you to be the face of that and build that up to where it is now in moving forward? Um, I would say this started with my own journey of recognizing that I didn't love myself. I had established a very private name for myself on Western's campus. Um, I know that I had a lot of influence on people. Um, I knew that I had a mission and I wasn't for sure how to exemplify that. So I went with what I knew. And for me, Hush was comfortable because like I said, it was something I had already started. Um, did I know everything when I began to start it back? Absolutely not. So it took a lot of journaling. It took a lot of critique and feedback from peers, from those higher up until one day I just woke up and knew that this is what I wanted to do. So I just, I went with what I knew. I trusted my gut. I trusted my instinct. I trusted my business partner. Um, I communicated with my e-board members and we just grew. That shit hit different when you know, like, damn, this for me. This right here is for me and I can feel it. It's everything about it is just calling me. So talk to me a little bit about the behind the scenes aspect, because we know that everything isn't glitz and glam. So... Of course, you said that, you know, essentially in 2016 and it started and then you guys took a break and then you started it back up in 2019. So walk me through that process um, of that gap period there um, and still in the transition of trying to um, continue to brand it in 2019 and in 2020. Yeah, so. Uh, personally had to take a step back because at the time me and Tanil were just not in a space of where we can get along to agree on things at one point. Um, and also just my own personal process of grieving and graduating um, is really what took a toll because when I graduated with my bachelor's, um, I immediately started getting my master's degree. And so that was 2017 when we had stopped because the first semester after entering my master's program, I could no longer be present on campus. I couldn't run hush. I couldn't be here working at eight to five. And sometimes having to stay over didn't allow me to make it to campus on time with having to go to class. Um, mm -hmm. And so really it was just a conflict in scheduling. I had a few people who did try to uh, step up and, and take the lead, but could not really exemplify hush in the way that it needed to be. Um, and during that time, also a lot of other organizations on campus were more prominent and more um, supportive and geared to what the students needed. And Hush just was not in our prime to do so at that time. And so taking the, those, that time apart from uh, that year gap from 17 to 18 really was more of a, a self journey to figure out what it is that I wanted, figure out how I wanted to do things. So there was a lot of like writing and in, in, intent behind starting Hush back. Like I spoke about Hush throughout that whole year, wanted to do things, but just didn't know how or where to start. Mm -hmm. And really it comes with having people surrounded by you that, that you can trust. And I, and at that time I didn't have that. Um, in, in 2019 is after having several conversations, after recognizing and actually starting to do little things like getting a logo done, thinking about how I wanted to transition and make a new mission, what I wanted Hush to be geared towards as a whole. So having those conversations and actually writing, manifesting it, writing mm -hmm. it down important. is huge, is important. And that's how we started back up in 2019. <clears throat> Great. So I know you talked a little bit about having those people around. How is it, How important is it um, to have those people who motivate you or the friendly competitions around or those resources or mentors that you can have and actually call on? How important is that? Um, it's probably one of the most essential things with trying to be an entrepreneur and having a business, but really just in life in general, if you don't have 
people around you that's like-minded, that has drive, that has um, a willpower and that more importantly, that can also envision what you're doing mm-hmm. and be there to support you and understanding like it's okay to agree and disagree. Like all of your friends aren't going to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they may not support you and understanding why they may not. Understanding that you may be a support system for them, but they may not be that support system for you. So Ooh. it really comes with... <laughs> Talk about it. <laughs> it really comes with recognizing where you are in your life. Everybody isn't on the same journey. I'm, I'm in a phase of my life where I want to be around people that's willing to grow and heal themselves. Mm-hmm. And we all are in different phases of our lives, but everybody may not be willing to do that. And respecting that decision and choice, yeah. um, it's, it's essential. I, I was going to say... Um, my love for you became different when, you know, I started this journey as well um, for entrepreneurship. And there were many nights we took some, some, uh, some U-turns from Kalamazoo to Detroit. And I'm like, I actually got to work in the morning and get up at, what, what time we was getting up? 6, 7 a.m.? Yeah. And we, we was out at the club networking. And I'm like, wow. Ashley, my dog, man, she supported me. Or if it was somewhere I was scared to go by myself, Ashley was for sure pulling up. So I know a lot of people say that, you know, they don't essentially, they don't have that type of support system or they don't have those type of friends. How does one who doesn't, how do you think that they should go out and and, uh, and network or type of, I'm sorry, build that type of foundation? Um, I would say the first thing you have to do is be clear about what your intention is and what you want to do with being an entrepreneur. I would have never thought that this would have been my route, um, actually, to even be able to label myself as an entrepreneur. It's, it's very, um, it's empowering. But more importantly, for those who are starting off with not that dynamic and support system, whether it's friends or mentors, seek that. Mm-hmm. Um, start by going to different events, whether it's in the community, if you're at a, you know, if you're on a college campus, see things that, that align with what your purpose is. So like, if you are, you know, doing things as a male and you are trying to help inspire other men, go to different men events, talk Mm -hmm. to people that's a part of these organizations, reach out to people that are faculty members that, um, you know, that may just be a positive influence. Start with figuring out the inside things that you need to work on internally. So that way you can make sure that as you're going on this journey, you know the type of people that you want to attract. What are the things that you're looking for? Um, Another tip that I learned um, kind of early on in the game is to use Eventbrite. We will pay $15, $20 to go to bars and clubs, but not willing to pay. (laughs) But not willing to pay. $15, $20 to go to an event that could really set you apart. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's how I started. It wasn't with my immediate circle. It was, hey, Bree, we're going to go to this event together. Let's start here. And Mm -hmm. we would network and meet people in that room and and talk about, oh, well, this person does this. This person does this. How can these people align with the visions and things that we want to do? So Mm -hmm. um, for me, that was a stepping stone. It wasn't about what I wanted to do. I knew that I had a mission. I knew that that this was my calling, but it started with just even being in atmospheres that gave me that push and drive to say, yo, you can do this. I know um, we, we meet a lot of people that we think are, you know, a different tier and a higher tier or whatever, however you want to put it. And you have a conversation with him like, oh, shit, you going through the same thing I'm going through. Literally. You're struggling just like me. So, you know, a lot of us, we, we deal with anxiety or social anxiety and you, you don't want to go up and, and talk to people or it may be awkward. But I look at it as like, 
man, this person could change your life. This this person that you don't know, you could build this relationship and y'all can go on to be business partners or this could be your brother, your sister. And it just changes the way you you look at life. Um, so um, absolutely. Most importantly, <laughs> I want to ask you this question here um, because the title of the show is called Gen CEO and it's, you know, generational. So mm. how did you overcome or did you, I'm sorry, did you have any um, any negative comments or association with family of an older generation that you had to deal with because they solely did not understand this route? Absolutely. Um, and not just from family, but even friends as well. Mm. I would say last year, so 2019, for about maybe a three-month grace period, I would say really a lot of 2019, I did a lot of traveling, a lot of different um, business endeavors, a lot of different events that I had to attend, a lot of networking. 2019 was was literally me building a brand. And so that required me to be in Detroit a lot as well, to be in those spaces that I needed to be in. So I had to come to Detroit almost every other weekend, sometimes, you know, uh, every week, just really depending on what was going on. And I realized that those were sacrifices that I had to make in order for me to get on a platform and be in an environment that I needed to be in, which um, at times definitely was tiring and draining on my body, just physically, uh, mentally as well, just taking a toll, sometimes not being as focused and present as I needed to be as a student. Mm -hmm. But I understood that this was all a part of the process and journey. And so that required me to maybe not show up and be at family gatherings, not attend certain friends' birthdays and different things because I was tired. So really just all about making a sacrifice. And I just say it like this. If you if you are communicating with people and they're not willing to get it, at the end of the day, you got to do what you got to do for yourself. All you can do is tell them. You can't expect people to understand or get it. And then when they when they recognize and see, like, you know, your hard work is paying off, they'll, they'll either be by your side and support you or they won't. Facts. Facts. You can't let other people insecurities, you know, be affected onto you. Um, so a real question. We 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 gonna change it here a little bit. Okay, let's go. <laughs> now, how does your outlook on life and the grind that you have? Because if anyone knows Ashley. We know she don't stop. We know she don't sit her ass down. <laughs> she gonna keep staying in school. She gonna keep working. How does that transition um, into your younger years of life or your upbringing? Mm, um, yeah, so that's a lot that I've learned within this growing process. Needless to say, I realized that these are characteristics that I inhibited as a child from my mother being addicted to drugs is, is really how it starts for me. Um, having a parent and just doing research and I'm in the field of social work and understanding, you know, uh, the clinical aspect of how a brain works and things of that sort. So recognizing that the way that I grieve and cope is to not address things head on directly. Mm -hmm. And so it started with me always being on a go as a child. Um, I always was busy. I always was doing something, always trying to go outside, involved in sports, you know, whatever the situation may have been. And so not really recognizing that, that this was something I did as a child, it, it carried into my adulthood and carried into my academics. So education has always been a big thing for me. 
Um, it is the way that I have coped in life for a very long time, but I was doing it at the expense to prove people wrong, needless to say, instead of doing it for myself. And so when I entered my master's program, I, I was determined to learn how to be my best self without the weight of the world on my shoulders, without the expectations of how everyone else viewed me, without society standards telling me what I needed to do. And I started working on myself. I started recognizing that it was okay for me to take a break in order for me to be this best version of myself that I needed to take time to rest. Now, how do you think, how do you think, or what do you think helped helped you separate those feelings and categorize them into what's actually going on in your mind? Uh, a few different things. I would say at the time of me starting my master's program, I was in a relationship and recognizing how me being on the go was it was affecting my relationship. Um, at that time of being together after four years, you recognize that you can't do some of the things that you can want to do when you're younger. It's not the same things that you can do as you get older uh, and having Ooh. those type of conversations to, to have someone else hold you accountable and to be able to tell you like, yo, you know, you need to take a break. You got to stop putting other people before yourself and and recognizing that these are areas that you need to grow in. It, it hits different when it's come from a person that cares about you, when it's coming from a person that sees everything that you do that, you know, that knows you in a vulnerable way. So that was like the first step of recognizing that there was a change that needed to be made. And more importantly, uh, going to therapy, seeking therapy was one of the greatest things that I could have done for myself. And I, I, this time of being in therapy, I wanted someone that would challenge me. And finding someone that will hold me accountable and be more of like a big sister and understand uh, really helps me change my mindset and perspective. You know, I've never looked at it like that of, you know, wanting a big sister in therapy of, of someone who can who you can talk to. So, you know, you have these different myths, myths uh, in the black community about therapy. What do you think about therapy? I'm sorry. What did you think about therapy when you first started therapy and then where you are now? So this is my third time having um, a therapist. I had a therapist when I was a child at the age of probably 14, 15, somewhere around there um, to deal with my childhood trauma. I had another therapist at the beginning of 2018 and she was a good therapist, but she didn't challenge me. I felt as though it was, it was more of me venting to her. It was, I needed a separate outlet that wasn't my friends. And I realized that I wasn't growing in the way that I needed to. So then that's when mm. I seek having a therapist, one who was a female, but more importantly, African, an African-American female. Um, I am located in Kalamazoo. And so finding that for me was important because I, I know that the dynamic is different. Like, and I just needed someone that I felt like would be able to understand me wholeheartedly. And so with going to this therapist that I have now, I, I don't feel like I'm in therapy. I'm excited to mm -hmm. talk about what I'm going through. I feel like I know that I can be vulnerable without any judgment, without any shame. We can have that dialogue and conversation and more of, hey, you know, you're, you're giving me the skills that I need. You're giving me homework assignments that I need to work on myself. You're presenting these things in a way that I know of. Um, that's really challenging me to make me mm -hmm. think so I can bring it back to you. Y'all, sorry if I'm uh, slurring my words a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a little, took a bit of mimosas over here. But I like that you said that you had um, different therapists and some didn't challenge you, but that didn't um, stop you from going to therapy. 
Um, no. Mine is similar. So I've had a total of three therapists um, as well. And two of them just didn't fit for me. One talked too much and the other just wasn't aggressive. <laughs> she just wasn't <laughs> aggressive enough for me. Can you elaborate um, on what you mean by aggressive? So, Ashley, you know me. You know I'm, I, I need it. I need somebody to call me out on my bullshit. I, I do. And she was just too passive for me. She was too soft-spoken. And not necessarily saying that my level of respect was not there for her, but I didn't really... I can't say, I can't say that without sounding crazy. But I just couldn't get jiggy with it. <laughs> I just couldn't. I don't really know how to explain it. And it was everything about it. She didn't fit what you needed. Yeah, she didn't fit. But also something that you said, she didn't challenge me. I don't feel like she challenged me as a person or for me to come up, overcome obstacles. So, you know, sometimes when I tell you a story, and Michaela knows this too, but sometimes when I tell you a story, I might not tell you the full story. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Until you tell me, say, look, stop playing with me. What? This don't make sense. What? So what really happened? My thing. <laughs> and she wasn't giving me that. And that doesn't, that doesn't, um, what's the word I'm looking for? That doesn't uh, discourage me from finding another therapist. Because I know that there's one out there for me. And I know that I need one. Shit. So um, I, I like that answer there. So what would you tell someone who is, who's considering therapy but they're you know essentially they're scared um i would say reflect on what it is that you're that that makes you scared like why do you have this fear of going to talk to someone um is it the component of you just not being willing to be vulnerable enough to allow yourself to break that barrier or is it just literally the component of trying to get to know someone new? Um, I think addressing that first can help kind of transform the type of therapist that you may want. Um, like I said, for me, I didn't want someone to be so straightforward and aggressive. I've had that. I put in that work already. I needed somebody to literally challenge me in a way that I haven't been challenged before. Um, and I recognize that because of the, the space and area that I was in in my life. So think about that. Like, where are you in your life? What things do you need? How do you want to be challenged? What do you want to, re- what, what is your ultimate goal with possibly looking for a therapist? Mm. Um, and because, sure, I mean, let's just like be clear here. You can go to therapy and talk, but if when you walk out of that room, you're not putting in the work, you're wasting every hour of your day and week that you go see your therapist, however mm. you go. So you got to be willing, you have to be in a place to accept where you are. Except that you may not be okay. Except that you need someone else that can help you outside of your your support system and your dynamic. Like, mm-hmm. I have some of the greatest friends and an amazing support system, but I needed somebody that didn't know me that way. Mm-hmm. I needed somebody where I can fully just be who I needed to be in order to become the best version of myself without any bias, without any judgment. So I would start with searching for what it is that you want. And then look in your community. Um, psychology today is psychology today.com is typically where I mm-hmm. will go and research therapists. 
and be as specific. Like for me, I literally type in African-American therapist in Kalamazoo. When my friends in Detroit hit me up and say, hey, like, how did you find your therapist? I literally will send them the link. Sometimes it's just taking that initiative. Sometimes they don't know. So maybe they've come to you, but they come to you for a reason. Send them the direct link instead of going through a list. Yeah, that's true. Or or instead of saying, you know, I can help you whenever you need, just do it. Just do it right there, then and there. And, I, and I've been guilty of that. People have, you know, come and talk to me about therapy and I haven't really taken the initiative like I, I thought I should. And maybe that was their way of asking. You know, you just never really know. Yeah. And so recognizing what you can and can't handle. Um because I am in the field that I am in, my ultimate goal is to be a clinical therapist. So I, I feel like I do have somewhat of a bias here. However, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not licensed right now. And I know that I can't serve people that I know. It's a conflict of interest. Yes, I can be a friend to you, but after you cross a certain barrier, I no longer can help you. And I under it comes with mm-hmm. respecting and understanding your personal boundaries. When people come to me like, hey, I just want to vent, mm, what are we talking about here? Before we even get too far in, because I, I can't be your therapist. And so recognizing what you can and can't do. Now, if you come to me as a friend, you know, you're just having some issues you want to talk about, I'm here to listen. But I, as a therapist, it's, it's two different, you know, navigations here. I cannot provide advice as a therapist. My job is to help you figure out how to grow and heal in the way that you need to. It's ultimately for you to recognize the things that, that, are, that are within you, not for me to give you the advice to tell you how to do it, not to help you find a solution for it. It's for you to figure it out. And you're going to bump your head. Like, I be mad at my therapist sometimes because of the things that she pushes me to do, the things that she wants me to say. Sometimes she'll just even her pushing me to cry. It's like, I don't want to be emotional today. No, but that's what you have to do. And just recognizing that healing and growing is a consistent process. It doesn't just happen overnight. It takes time. And you're always going to grow as a person. Always, always. It's always some shit you're going to find about yourself or that you want to enhance about yourself. And that's okay. It's literally okay. You don't have to be flawless no one is flawless you know um so I want to I want to take this uh, conversation to a different approach when you when you get into this perspective of life um you know being 24 you're you're in grad school right now you are uh, currently an entrepreneur and all of these other things how does that affect personal relationships and when I say personal, I mean platonic and romantic relationships for you. <laughs> Ooh, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you funny. Um, it's a journey. It's, it's, it's a journey. So for the first two years of my master's program, I was in a relationship. Um, and we have been together since undergrad. So it wasn't a hard transition as far as the academic route it was a hard transition as far as life um at the time he was still an undergrad and so he was you know in his last year of trying to figure out him graduating um and so it takes a lot of intention it takes a lot of conversations and being able to respect the space that each other were in and understanding like some of these characteristics and things of who I am as a person is who I am so like me always being on a go, me, you know, me grinding and having kind of this like hustle mentality. It's not me trying to to have this surface of being this, you know, as people would like to label you, this independent, strong black woman. It's my life circumstances and experiences have shaped me to be who I am. And I can't diminish that for anyone. Um, and that goes across the board for friends. Hold on, let me let me stop you right there real quick. Okay. I was having a conversation with a friend the other day. 
And we were actually talking about being able to separate the two from working yourself to death, but knowing that balance, when to properly be in a relationship. You know, you have those people who say my career comes first over my love life or over my significant other. How do you feel about that? Mm, that's something that I have, I've had to have that conversation with myself at several times. Uh, I think really it, it comes with, what are you willing to sacrifice? What, at what point do you make the decision that you want to allow your space to become open to someone else? Mm. Um, and understanding literally where you are. Like when we were together, I wasn't, I was more of a student and a, and a person learn, learning more than an entrepreneur like I was doing things but I didn't see myself in that spotlight I wasn't I was always on a go but like I said I was moving without intention so for me I'm just thinking I'm doing the right things and navigating mm-hmm. through this world so I was really it comes with do you want a partner and if so what are you going to be willing to do in order for you to find a person that that's going to be your backbone because yeah. when you get into this entrepreneur realm and when you become you know you can have all of these accolades but at the end of the day you want to go home to someone too. Yeah. So I think it really comes with learning how to learning how to compromise. Like when I knew that there were times when I needed to just solely be a girlfriend, I don't want to talk about school, work, nothing. Like this is the time that we need to be spending with each other. So put our phones down, separate, do what you need to do. Um, it comes with being intention. I've kind of been saying over the last year or so is you can't tell a busy person that you're busy. It just doesn't work. Like you can't. You make time for what you want to make time for. Yeah. We all got the same 24 hours in a day. So it, it comes with what you are willing to sacrifice, what you are willing to allow into your life. I agree. I totally agree. And I learned that shit a long time ago. That motherfucking really ain't busy. They just don't want to talk to your ass. But I think that, and I've been feeling this way for a while. And, I was, and I'm just, I'm like, I don't really think God put us on this earth to chase the bag, as they say. And, and do all of these different things that does not involve or that does involve capitalism. I agree. Like it's, it's, it's cool to, to chase it or whatever um, and to be motivated to an extent, but to allow it to overcome or affect your loved ones, um, even if, if it's family, if it's romantic, if it's, you know, friendships that are dear to you, don't take advantage of that. Agreed. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's the same as saying like, you can literally work too hard. Mm-hmm. Take that take that PTO. You know what I'm saying? Like take those trips. You you you're gonna be okay. I was you, that you, person, so I get it. I was definitely that person. I, I feel me. bad for those people who don't necessarily see it that way. But hey, if if that's if that's what they, you know, if that's what they like or if that's what they enjoy. But I just don't think that we're here to, you know, chase that. It's just I feel like society has made us that way. Um, to chase the bag and, you know, get all of these different things, be in my bag. And it's like, okay, but what about this significant other? Or what about having real love or making sacrifices for a partner that really loves you or that you really love? Mm -hmm. And I think really um, in our day and age, social media portrays this role so differently Mm -hmm. that it, it, that becomes people's influence. So yes, I want to be successful and I want to be wealthy, but at the same time, I'm not going to, I feel like there's, there's so many different elements and ways to think about it. Like 
I know who I am and I'm comfortable with the woman that I have become today. Mm -hmm. So therefore I know my standards. I know my worth. Am I going to settle? Absolutely not in no way, shape or form. So I'm not going to put myself in a position to settle for anything less than what I deserve. I know what I can bring to the table and the things that I have to offer. And so recognizing the growth within myself has allowed me to say like, Hey, this is someone that I would want in my life. This is someone that I wouldn't want in my life. Um, Is this going to be, a friendship? Is this a business relationship? Could this Mm -hmm. turn into a partnership? You know, understanding the different dynamics and being okay with it. Like the person that God has for me will present themselves. Mm -hmm. And um, in the meantime, I am focused on, you know, graduation. I am focused on um, expanding my business, but I'm not stopping myself from dating and putting myself out there. It's just doing that with intention. I'm not a person who can date several people at a time. That's too distracting for me. and just really kind of recognizing the space that you're in, but being open-minded to it. Like if someone crosses my path, I'm not going to completely shoot them down if they, you know, present themselves to be of uh, benefit. Personally, you have to have work ethic. That's like one of my values. Like that's something that I look for in a man. Like I want to know what you're doing. I want to know, you know, what goals and aspirations you have, because if I'm going to constantly grow and evolve, I need to know that, you know, you're doing something too. Like a person who got too much time on their hands, just going to be trying to check me about what I'm doing. So no, that's for me, that's not something that I'm willing to negotiate. Now, do they have to be um, an entrepreneur? No, I'm not. Nope. I'm not. Um, for me, it's, it's not that vague to say like, oh, you have to be an entrepreneur or you have to be doing something particular. Mm-hmm. Like we can be in two different left fields. As long as you, you are happy and passionate about what you do and that you enjoy what you do, that's what I'm more concerned about. Now, do you feel like your significant other has to know what you are doing to support you? Or do you think that they can fully support you with not necessarily knowing what you're doing, but just being there? Or do you think that there's a difference for that? Uh, I think different strokes for different folks. I feel like it depends on kind of what element you're in. For me, it's being present. Like, you may not be able to understand the topic that I may be speaking on when I'm at an event, or you may not be able to understand um, an event that I'm hosting for women or why I'm doing it, but maybe like, you know, showing up with flowers being in the audience, like, you know, being there for me is, is more than just simply trying to understand it. Like I want to be able to share the ideas and thoughts that I have with a significant other. However, we are two different people and our, you know, our mind may not work in the same way. So for me, it's being present. Okay. I, I definitely see that. And I, I feel the same way. Um, I don't think that my significant other has to necessarily do the same thing, but as long as you understand it, mm-hmm. as long as you are um, there supportive and, or more importantly that you're trying to understand, yes. you know what I'm saying? Because you see definitely. those people when it's just like, Oh, I don't get it, but whatever, you know what I'm saying? But I'm here, but it's, if they're trying to understand it, you know, give them that a for effort. Right. Um, I want to be able to like, you know, go over a little speech with you and, and give you feet and, you know, be able to give me feedback. Is this boring? Do you think this would catch somebody's attention? You know, whatever the dynamic may be. But like you said, just being willing to understand is very huge. And some people just aren't willing to do that. It's true. Now, let's talk about college a little bit. Okay. <laughs> so let's say what, what year were you when you were a sophomore? What, what year is that? Uh, 2014 yeah, was it 14 14 15 so your sophomore year right looking mm-hmm. back 
did you think that you would be doing anything that you're doing right now? <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, no, definitely not. I didn't even see myself furthering my education after uh, getting my bachelor's degree. So no, anything that I, no, honestly, no. Same. <laughs> <laughs> nope entrepreneur I couldn't even label myself as that I just realized that last year like oh I guess I'm really doing this huh <laughs> this is a thing <laughs> yeah I mean like it's, it's you because you, you have those fears or you just you don't really think that far ahead you know like for me shit I thought I'm gonna graduate I'm gonna have this job and I'm gonna work this job for a really long time and I'm gonna be okay even though I always had aspirations to do something like this I just never thought that I would be brave enough to take the initiative and do it you know what i'm saying yes so thinking that like at 19 and 20 i was stressed about shit that don't even matter no more like i was stressed about what i wanted to be when i got older not really knowing that <laughs> you still ain't gonna know what you want to be <laughs> That doesn't change. <laughs> like, no, for real. Like, you still not going to know what you want to be. Like, shit just changed. It it just changed so much. And I say that all the time. Like, if you would have asked me that I would be who I am today, I would have laughed. Like, no. <laughs> I yeah, think me too. It's more so not about even what I'm doing that is so surprising to me. It's more about the influence that I make on people. Uh, the fact that I'm reaching different communities and people have said to me, like, people know who I am. Like, when you hear my name, they know who I am. The fact that... <laughs> Tell them since your name ring bells. Period. Yeah, yeah. The fact that people, like, are honored to, like, be in my presence and say, like, yo, I know her is is very humbling and I don't, I don't take it very lightly. I definitely take it with a grain of salt. I'm, I'm blessed to be in a position that I am and um, continuing to be a role model and an influence to those around me, so... No, that's that's great. I, I feel the same way. Like when I spoke at that um, Branch at Mario's event, I didn't know that my story would impact so many different people. Mm-hmm. But when you look at it, it's like, oh, you know, if you believe in God, you know, you think like, well, okay, this is a testimony. I went through this journey for other people, you know, not just myself. And it, it just feels good that people can be, you know, um, affected and, and want to, you know, follow your journey. Um, so when you talk about follow your journey, who would you say is, um, someone that you look up to and they don't have to be famous or anything like that, but someone that you look up to and it's just like, damn, their, their story is very relative to mine. Mm. Um, to be real. I think that's two different people. And I want to talk about from two different perspectives. I want to think about the component of when I first started and actually, Brie, you were that person to see you. <laughs> you ain't got to lie for the podcast. <laughs> I'm not lying. I'm, I'm not lying. I'm not lying. I'm, li- I'm not lying. Oh, don't make me cry, bitch. Don't make me cry. <laughs> no, stop. For real. Um, I remember at the time when you presented to me what your business ideas were when you wanted to start high demand. And for me, it was astonishing. I mean, like, like I said, I've always, you know, been one of your closest friends and I've always believed in you, but to see you make it happen, regardless, you know, we have those deeper conversations about fears and doubts. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, "Eh, you know, I got the same thing, but I wasn't able to recognize that. Um, Mm -hmm. 
I feel like I've always had a sense of confidence, but really I wasn't confident in myself because I wasn't able to put forth my best efforts. And it was you who opened that kind of side up of me. Cause I'm like, if I'm supporting you and doing what you need to do, I got to do the same and show that same respect and love for myself. Mm-hmm. And so it really started with going to those different events for you um, that made me want to kick a, a gear into my own self to really tap into what it is that I wanted to do. And to know, you know, I've, I've, been on that journey with you to see like the different jobs that you had to be at the the, the job of your dreams to get to you know I want to <laughs> separate and do the things that I want to do and I wanted the same for myself I knew that we would be in two different industries and fields but mm-hmm. for me it's like I needed to figure out what made sense for me mm-hmm. so it started with you uh I would say that's real that's love man I love you too I love you too um but yeah seeing that and just you know, putting ourselves in those different rooms was the beginning for it. Like literally we would go to those events together. So it it was, we were a team and -hmm. that's what started it. Um, now, I don't know. I think I have so many different influences in a, in a, in a way, like my, my support system and dynamic has changed tremendously. Um, I would say probably if I had to pick one person, I would probably say Keon Clinton because he showed me different. You know, people will Mm -hmm. talk and you can see different things, but to get to know him for who he was truly, Mm -hmm. to be able to see that I put in the work to have access to him that most people don't, like I can call him at any time and, you know, he's going to make himself available Um, to be able to be in the room with the people that he know and to have someone to have someone like him be able to vouch for me, Mm -hmm. I think really changed my whole trajectory of things. But all of the connections in the rooms that I've been in um, at some point we're connected to him um, and then just branching out and meeting other people. It's, it just built me the confidence to know that I had the power to do it within myself. At this point, we're running out of time and I know you have to get to some work, um, but I, I really thank you and I appreciate you for, for coming on the podcast today. It's a true pleasure to have you. Do you have any last words that you would like to say? Um, thank you for having me here, being able to kind of just share my experience and talk. It's definitely been a pleasure. Um, to those who are listening, I would definitely say, don't be afraid to ask for help. Uh, really do the work, do the, do the self-work, take time for yourself and really learn who you are as a person, the things that you want to experience, the things that you want out of life, um, and don't settle. Period, boo. Pooh, don't settle on a bitch. Okay. All right, y'all. But <laughs> for real, no, for real. I appreciate everyone for tuning in this Tuesday. We'll be back at it again next Tuesday. And the next Tuesday, dropping all heat. Thank you so much, Ashley, for sitting down and having this beautiful conversation. You guys are not tapped into Gen CDO. Please stay y'all ass at home. Please stay safe. Love y'all.